Welcome back. My name's Loman, and I'm about to tell you another story from Bear Island. This one starts out away from the island in darkness, way down deep under the ocean. Well, there's only crabs and scuttling fish and other mysterious kind of creatures. Well, we'll get into it real soon. So pay attention. Listen up. Because here it comes. Come and see Bear Island with me. Come and see Bear Island with me. Way up north where the fog is thick and there's black sand beaches too. Come and sit on a craggy cliff and I will be right there with you. Way up north where the fog is thick as cotton candy. There's an island of black sand beaches and steep craggy cliffs. And on this island they live a kind of bear that can talk and dance and sing just like humans can. The other thing that these bears can do is swim, and none better than King Kukuru. He can swim out farther than most of the other bears, and he doesn't care a lick if he doesn't see land. He knows his way back. He doesn't care if there's orcas or sharks down below his clawed feet, because he's friends with most of them anyway. But on this day, we're not going to follow King Kukuru out into the deep ocean. No, we're going to go down, 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 underwater to the slimy bottom where there was a crab named Gigi. And Gigi was not like your normal crab. This crab Gigi was a bit of a connoisseur on the food scene. He liked the finer things in life, which you will understand is very strange for a crab. You see, crabs are mostly bottom feeders and they'll eat anything that comes along. If you've ever been crabbing, you know this to be true. Food that maybe doesn't look so good to you or is downright rotten, a crab doesn't care. He'll think it's a nice feast for him. So a lot of times if you go crabbing, you'll put a fish head or a rotten hot dog or old corn on the cob or whatever you have just laying around, you'll put it inside a crab trap plop it in the water, let it go down, and pretty soon all these crabs will come clattering over and getting into the, the trap and just feasting away on those rotten, no-good foods. Now, Gigi was a little different than all these crabs. He was not impressed with the offerings at the bottom of the seafloor. He didn't like slime, he didn't like rotten food, he didn't like the leftovers, pass-bys, and rejects of all the other fish and animals in the water. Now he had a friend, an octopus, named Leonard. And Leonard would sometimes bring him things that he found. For example, one time a fisherman was out there on his boat. Now this fisherman had a cooler and it was full of delicious food. He had sandwiches, and grapes, and stinky cheese and strawberries and watermelon slices and even a soda pop or two 
and he was busy fishing and sometimes when this man was fishing as will happen when you're out there on a beautiful day he would drift off to sleep under the beautiful sun and that's when an octopus arm would slurp over the side of the of the boat and and grab some of the food and the fisherman had no idea what was happening he just would open up the cooler and, and he would see that a lot of his provisions were missing gone was a strawberry carton gone was his fancy turkey and brie sandwich and gone was his french baguette now this was something strange going on here and he was sort of confused by it all and just when he thought that he had caught whatever tricky creature was stealing his food he saw the the cooler start to open up Leonard was clever enough to stick one of his other arms around the other side of the boat and smack the man in the back of the head. Plop! The man turned around, whoo, and didn't know what was going on. He started up his engine and headed home. He thought maybe he'd had too much fishing and too much sun. But that didn't matter because Leonard had already got what he wanted, all that good, yummy food, which he brought down to his friend Gidgey. And Gidgey was so grateful. He was gobbling up the food. Yum, 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 yum. This is so much better than sea slime, said Gidgey. This is so much better than eating fish heads or picking off around skeletons. I want to eat like this all the time. The other crabs around Gidgey did not understand. They, in fact, loved sea slime. They, in fact, loved fish heads. The grosser, the better. Ah, you're a little bit of a snob, said one of the crabs to Gidgey. Oh, maybe I am, said Gidgey. <sighs> I'm just different from everybody else. And he walked off sideways along the ocean floor. And Leonard came with him. He had saved a strawberry and he passed it over to Gidgey. And Gidgey ate that strawberry and he loved the explosion of the sweet fruit in his mouth. Why couldn't a crab be a foodie, too? Oh, and Leonard said, well, get a lot of rest tonight, Gidgey. I know things look pretty bleak right now, but things always seem a little better in the morning. So Gidgey went to bed that night, and he burrowed down in the soft muck of the ocean floor. But as he was burrowing down, but as he was burrowing down, one of his little pointy claw feet came across something hard. He started to dig around in the muck, wondering what it could be. It was round and hard, and pretty soon he unearthed it, and it was a golden ring with a big old ruby on the front of it. Oh my gosh, look at this ring, it's so shiny. He didn't know what it was, really. So he took a little nibble of it, clank, ow, he said, because it had hurt his teeth. It was a hard metal ring, of course, you and I know that, but what's a crab know about rings? he said, and he put it around his claw like a bracelet. The next day, Leonard saw old Gidgey with that ring around his claw, glinting and stuff, and Gidgey was busy eating the leftover scales of some tuna fish, just kind of munching along grumpily. Couldn't even manage to get that disgusting food down into his belly. His old crab friends around him were like, Hey, you're going to eat that? You're going to eat that? Because I'll eat that scale. If you don't want to eat that scale, that scale looks delicious. It looks so gross and slimy. It's exactly what I want. Ugh, said Gidgey. What was he supposed to do? He wanted the finer things in life. He wanted brie, cheese, and baguettes. Huh. And Leonard came over to him. He said, Gidgey, 
I have a wonderful idea. You see, I know humans love sparkly things. And if you could take that ring to a sparkly-eyed human, they might give you the food you want. I think they really like rings like that. Well, Gidgey thought it was a good idea. So the two of them set off to the nearest island they knew about. And they walked over the seafloor. They walked past great big kelp forests with their leaves and stalks reaching up into the dancing sunlight above. They watched schools of tuna fish rush by in their hurry, always in a hurry. They saw a family pod of orcas, cool as can be, swimming fast and free, joking back and forth about silly sharks and dolphin pods and wondering when they were going to get home. They saw a mother humpback and her humpback calf too, calling out to each other in aching songs of beauty that made Gidgey stop in his tracks and close his eyes and just listen to the beautiful music. They walked past old shipwrecks. They walked past big craggly rocks that looked like monsters. They walked past holes in the, in the bottom of the ocean where hot steam was billowing up. They walked and they walked. They slept when they needed. They walked and they walked. They ate when they needed. And pretty soon, the ocean floor started to rise up and meet the top. And pretty soon, they were in the shallow part of the ocean where the waves meet the sand. And the sand was black sand. And they looked up through the ocean and they saw that the water was cloudy because it was all foggy up there. Well, Leonard had done his best to bring Gidgey to an island where he might trade his ring for fancy foods, but in fact, Leonard had brought Gidgey straight to Bear Island. And just as they were looking around for one of those fleshy-skinned humans in their brightly colored swimsuits, they instead were surprised by a big old kerplunk splash of the big old creatures jumping into the water. Why, it was none other than King Kukuroo, out for a morning swim. Hey, that doesn't look like a human to me, said Gidgey. No, said Leonard, that doesn't look like a human either. I think that's what they call a bear. Hmm, said Gidgey, do you think bears have fine food? And just as they were having this conversation, King Kukuroo had put his ear in the water and he had overheard what they said. Why, what do you have to say? He bubbled under the water at them. What are you looking for, little crab? Well, said Leonard, a little intimidated to be sure by King Kukuroo's big old mouth with his yellow teeth. He was sure that this was the kind of creature that ate crabs like him. In fact, he knew from talking to other creatures around that crabs were some of the most delicious tasting things in the world. So he made sure to burrow his legs down deep and get his top covered up so only his two little eyeballs stuck up on stalks. Well, we have something to trade, said Gidgey. We have a ring, a very fancy ring. You see, I'm tired of eating slime and muck and rotten fish heads. What I want is good food. Fancy food, but I don't think you can help me because you're just a bear and bears just eat whatever they want. They don't care about how it tastes. 
King Kukuru swam around in circles, looking down at his new friends, an octopus and a crab. Well, what do you mean we don't have good food? Let me ask you a question. Do you like licorice? Do you like chestnuts? Do you like acorns? Do you like my friend root beer? Well, I never tried some of those things, but they sound pretty good, said Gigi. Well, all right then, let you just stay right there, little crabby. And King Kukuru swam back to shore. In no time, he was back with an armful of licorice and chestnuts and all the other wonderful things the bears of Bear Island had learned to eat. And one by one, he dropped those things down, down, down to the bottom of the ocean, where Gigi and Leonard tasted and smacked on the delicious food. It was some of the best food that Gigi had ever had. Well, here you go, said Gigi, and he threw up the ring. King Kukuru didn't really care for rings or shiny, sparkly things, but he didn't want Gigi to feel bad about it, so he took the ring anyway. And he made that little crab promise. He would bring him a leftover food from their feasts every time they had one. And Gigi was happy about that. And so he decided to live in those tide pools and become uh, the first crab foodie. So that's what he did. And he even helped the bears of Bear Island come up with all kinds of new recipes. Because he recognized that they had some of the best ingredients. And King Kukuru didn't know what to do with that ring. So he put it on a piece of twine. Made it on a necklace. And he wore it around. I hope you'll come back and listen to another one next week. If you have the time, tell your buddy about it. Share the podcast. I sure do like telling them to you. If you have any question, comment, kudos, or concern, and you want to be featured on a show, record it as a memo, send it to bearislandpod at gmail.com. Until next time. Come back next week, and we'll do it again. Love's just a story that has no end. And I'll never tire Telling it to you There's not a day